Break in. Depend on it. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, it's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the one and only Jamie Dupree. Hey, Sean. Uh, we got a lot in the news today. And uh, as we, you know, our track record of predicting states between the two of us has been, I'd say, like 95% accurate, don't you think? Yeah, what was interesting about yesterday was that there were no close races in either party yesterday. I mean, Hillary Clinton won by a big margin in Arizona. So did Donald Trump. Uh, Ted Cruz won by a huge margin in Utah, and Bernie Sanders won by gigantic margins in both uh, Idaho and Utah as well. The problem for Sanders was that even though he rang the bell with proportionally, you can't make up that many. I think he only netted 11 delegates on Clinton last night, and that's not really a pathway to catching her or anything like that. Yeah, Trump and Cruz split, but obviously since Trump won the bigger state, Arizona, he got more delegates, and he widened his delegate lead overall by 18. So for Trump, it was another important night taking another step. Utah, I guess we just have to put it down that Mormons do not like Donald Trump because he didn't even get 14 percent of the vote. And really, that's he hasn't been that low in any other state along the way. Yeah. What's interesting, though, I mean, uh, first of all, I think Cruz was destined to win the 50 plus one percent, as we discussed yesterday. And Trump uh, won by a much bigger margin in Arizona than he had won in a lot of other states. Uh, Now we move on to Wisconsin and you got a couple of endorsements for Cruz coming out. One is Jeb Bush and the other is, uh, I think, Governor Scott Walker is likely to uh, endorse Cruz. Based Seems on what like I'm hearing. it, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure the Jeb Bush thing really, I, I think publicly it doesn't do much, but it, it's the access maybe to money and fundraisers and others who might come over to help. But, you know, I can't think really of an endorsement so far this uh, this race this year that's really moved the meter a whole lot. But obviously you'd rather have somebody on your side than not. Uh, Governor Walker, you know, I, that could be an interesting one just in terms of the local kind of impact that it might have. Uh, obviously, I think if Cruz cannot beat Trump in Wisconsin, that would be a big setback for him. That's April the 5th. The That's Republicans 5th, yeah. have nothing until then. Uh, the Democrats actually have three states that vote this weekend. Uh, they have uh, Alaska, Hawaii, and Washington State on Saturday. Glad I'm so, not in for that. Holy Saturday caucuses? Good grief. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they'll be there. That's uh, Those three states, you cannot exactly cover them all at once. So they'll have those, and then they go to Wisconsin as well on April the 5th. Again, we've talked about how slow it gets in the month of April, and I was looking back at a story from four years ago that uh, the same kind of situation. We had Rick Santorum and Newt Gingrich and Ron Paul who were trying to keep Mitt Romney from getting to the magic number, and the the lack of momentum, the lack of energy and more happening. Santorum had to drop out before they even got to vote in his home state of Pennsylvania four years ago. And I say that only because I look at John K. And I look at Ted Cruz and I look at Bernie Sanders and there's not many places to generate momentum over the next couple of weeks. You've got to you've got to hit it any time you get the chance, because if you don't, uh, the money gets slower. It doesn't come in and you just can't generate that interest that you can when you have voting in states every few days. What is your take? Because there are no polls out in Wisconsin. And the only thing we have to really go by are neighboring states. What is your take on who who has a better opportunity in Wisconsin? I mean, I would think that uh, that. Trump would have a decent shot. I mean, uh, obviously, there's a lot of votes in sort of that Milwaukee urban area, suburban area there and over to Madison uh, that you could find some people maybe going toward Kasich. I don't know how well Cruz will do in that area. I mean, what have we seen so far? We have seen repeatedly in a variety of states that Trump does well in the 
those urban big city type of districts and the suburban areas. Uh, he has not been defeated really in many of them except for in part in Ohio, which I, I think is sort of a throwout because of the, the local kind of thing with Governor Kasich there. Uh, Kasich is in uh, is in the Badger State today. I would expect him to spend more time there. Realistically, Kasich's uh, time that he spent in Utah the last couple of days was a big waste. He probably should be sitting just basically in, in Delaware, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Connecticut, and Rhode Island and New York for those primaries. But why waste his time in New York or New Jersey? And I would even argue Pennsylvania's got to be Trump country, no? I would think that uh, a good chunk of Pennsylvania and New York would be Trump country, but then you would hope maybe to limit him in the urban areas. But again, as I was just remarking, he has done well. You look at uh, in Detroit, for example, in Chicago, in St. Louis, uh, in Kansas City, he was able to do well not only in the cities, but also in the surrounding uh, areas as well. So, yeah, Wisconsin... Uh, Cruz, I think, uh, it's not that it's a must-win, but I think if Cruz cannot win in Wisconsin, then uh, things start getting a little tricky for him. Again, it's that things get drawn out. Yes, Trump won't be at the magic number at that point in time, but if you keep winning, that kind of momentum just sort of uh, keeps mounting. Yeah, I think a lot is really riding on Wisconsin, though. I think you're going to see, as you point out, a lot of Kasich there, a lot of Cruz there, and I would expect Donald Trump goes in full bore into Wisconsin because then that carries him into New York. In New York, he has a chance of getting all 95 delegates, uh, which is a big number for for him, which gets him closer to 1237. And if he gets all of New Jersey, which is a winner take all state, and he can get a lot of Pennsylvania, and you got Maryland, Delaware, uh, etc. I mean, those are those are states on paper, at least if we're looking geographically that have that seem to favor him. Yeah, Wisconsin is um, it, it's a, a what I call winner take most state where there's a pot of delegates for winning statewide and then you have the individual congressional districts. Pennsylvania is actually an interesting thing. You get 17 delegates for winning the state, but then they uh, have what they call a loophole primary where the actual names of the delegates are on the ballot and people vote for them. Trump did very well in that in Illinois, if you go back and look at the results there. So we've already seen how well he can do. You know, uh, Pennsylvania has uh, I would think that Trump might not do as well in the southeastern part of the state around Philly. But certainly there's a vast area in there uh, spanning all the way over to the west in Pittsburgh that I think he could do very, very well. Things got pretty nasty between Trump and Cruz. Now, I guess it was a, a super PAC that supports Ted Cruz went out there with uh, a, a photo, a GQ photo shoot of Melania Trump, Donald Trump's wife. And Trump got pretty pissed off and, and Trump tweeted out, well, you keep this up. I'll spill the beans on your wife. Yeah, it was interesting because if Trump had not made that tweet last night, he took it back pretty quick, though. Well, he, he took one back and all he did was edit it. He, his yeah. first tweet, his first tweet said Senator Ted Cruz with his Twitter handle. And then the next time it came out, it was Lion Ted Cruz two times, Lion Ted Cruz and Lion wow. Ted. But my point is, this is the first time really uh, that I've seen where Trump put something out there and then it ricocheted back against him a little. Mm -hmm. Because if he hadn't noted this Internet, it, it's a it's not even a TV ad or anything. It's just a little picture that pops up, you know, in certain but areas you know of what? the country. It's really a low blow to go after anybody's wife. And I know that legally speaking, that super PACs are not supposed to coordinate with campaigns. What do you think the odds are that that happens all the time? Oh, I'm sure that there's a wink and a nod on a lot of fronts. Uh, I, my only point is if, if Trump and had by the way, I don't think Ted Cruz did this. I'm just saying that it does yeah. happen a lot. Maybe it was somebody in the campaign. I doubt Cruz Ted said, Cruz. Cruz said he had no knowledge of it. He denounced the, uh, the ad did. today he as did. completely inappropriate. But I think that Trump's line of, uh, or I will spill the beans on your wife, was taken as a, as a threat in a right. sense. And, you know, again, if Trump had not done that, I don't think any of us would even been paying any attention. He gave more publicity to that little buy of that Internet ad just by tweeting about it last night than anything else. But it was now, such a cheap shot because, I mean, obviously she had a background as a model. OK, models do what models in this case, do. one without not wearing very much. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they do for a living. I mean, and so what? Big deal. 
I mean, that's my attitude about it. And I think, do you want her as your first lady? So nasty. It did. Um, what's interesting is I have heard this behind the scenes, and other people tweeted about it last night, that there evidently have been people pushing uh, information to reporters saying that Heidi Cruz has uh, mental issues and more. So there's been stuff out there that's been peddled by opponents of Cruz. And so when when Trump said the I will spill the beans on your wife, I think that raised you think the it was antenna. in reference for that or I don't know, but it was clearly something. I mean, you talk well, about let, let you me know, just having tell you, having met both of these women, they're both lovely, wonderful people and keep them out of it. They're allowed to campaign for their respective spouses. They're not the candidate. Just like keeping kids out of it to me is just, you know, let's go back to our neutral corners here. This is just too nuts for me. Uh, again, I, I think what to me what was most interesting what if if Trump had not said anything about it, I don't think most of us would have even known that that internet. Yeah, that's probably had been true. But you know, think if it, somebody said something about your wife or your well, kids. I get it. You know, I mean, I think it would be something we'd want to respond to pretty quickly. And, and I think it was very interesting to watch the reaction of the partisans on both sides uh, and how they uh, you know looked at it. And and look, I think we're at the point in time where you're either in for uh, Cruz or you're in for Trump, and there's not very much that sort of goes between them. Yeah. All right, so let's just look down the road a little bit. We still have, what, five winner-take-all states left for the GOP. Do yeah, those five winner-take-all are Delaware, mm -hmm. Nebraska, New Jersey, South Dakota, and Montana. Then we have four what I call winner-take-most, which is there's a mm -hmm. pot of delegates for winning statewide, and then by the individual congressional districts. Those are Maryland, Wisconsin, Indiana, and then California, obviously the big prize. If you win in California, for example, you only get 13 delegates just for being the statewide winner. But then there are 53 different congressional districts that are worth three delegates each. So uh, if you're able to you know, run what's up interesting, the score, all these states that you're talking about, um, Indiana, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island, Connecticut. We do have polls in New York and we do have polls in California, but none of these other states have polls at all. Yeah, I would think, again, we talked about, I, I could see how uh, definitely Wisconsin, I think, would be receptive to Trump. Maryland, Maryland would seem like if Kasich wants to go there, he could do well there, though I bet you there's some Trump areas up in the western part of the state. Indiana, I would tend to think that that could be fertile ground for Trump there. California, you know, California is sort of an oddity uh, in that there's many different regions there, uh, but we'll have to see. I just still there's there are certain places I just can't imagine Ted Cruz being all that popular in, say, oh, I LA could, or San Francisco. Oh, he's going to do great in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Oakland. I can see but that. In, I could, in, in I could see Trump uh, doing just fine. That's why I still. Even though I know that we can come up with the numbers, that we can have an open convention and all that, I still think that in the end, Trump is going to be the, the Republican nominee, at least right now. A friend of mine was in a meeting with a prominent Republican governor, and the friend told me that they openly discussed and their choice was that if it's an open convention to nominate Paul Ryan. Oh, I think that that could happen. I, I, I do think that that would be an option. Yes. Yeah. Well, then say goodbye to Cruz supporters and Trump supporters because they're going to leave. Well, again, uh, it's I'll, I'll use the, the sports metaphor. The other day in the NCAAs, you're ahead by 11 with 38 seconds to go, and you don't close the deal. Donald Trump has a very good opportunity to close the deal. If he can't get to a majority, then, uh, as my father would say, all bets are off. Yeah, well, agreed, but and it certainly would be easier for the Republican Party. Uh, Jonah Goldberg has a column out today. And his his thesis, his premise is nominating Trump will wreck the Republican Party as we know it. Not nominating Trump. Trump will wreck the Republican <laughs> Party as we know it. By the way, very upbeat and optimistic piece. Yeah, uh, the sooner I, I everyone recognizes seeing... this, the better. 
I think we are seeing a lot of the um, the oh my god the 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 sky is falling and the Republican Party is going to collapse. I'm still not uh, convinced that just because you nominate Trump that the world ends for the Republicans uh, in in the Congress. And I'm not convinced that just because he's nominated that he can't win. Uh, but I do think there are there are salient points on each side of that argument. And certainly I think there is still a big schism within the Republican Party about Donald Trump and whether or not he should be the nominee. And again, a lot of that is not just coming from elected officials. It's coming from conservative movement people as well. But Listen, I think they, that- there's no doubt about it. There is that mix. And, and Ted Cruz supporters and, and Trump supporters now are at each other's throat at the end of the day if they don't find a way to work together and come together, I argue they lose. I think the third party idea, there was a, an email that came out from Richard Vigory's group today, and uh, one of the uh, discussion points was sort of, do you go third party? I, I just don't think that that is going to be a, a legitimate kind of option. I think some Republicans will take a look at that just because they don't like Trump. But again, third party is a very difficult scenario. The uh, you know Thinking back to this week's meeting here in D.C. involving Trump and other Republicans, one of the things that they tried to sort of hammer home to him was to be more presidential. And uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they'll ever get to that point with Trump, but I still do believe that sort of the powers that be in this town look at Trump and think they can work with him much more they, than they can work with Cruz. Well, I, but clearly they think I think a lot of people think they can work with Cruz now, as you see Jeb Bush, Scott Walker and and Marco Rubio and others seem to be coalescing around Senator Ted Cruz. And I agree. And you but and I, I think both the, know they don't like him. They hate him. I think the lobbying establishment here in D.C. would be much more comfortable with Trump than Cruz. Interesting. All right. Jamie Dupree, as always, the most connected man in see Washington, D.C. We appreciate your input. And if I don't see you, have a happy Easter. You too. All right. Uh, I haven't had a day off since Christmas. Have I had one day off since Christmas? No, right? I have not. I have not. And not was single day, right? Nope. Okay. Just checking. Um... And by the way, I don't mind. I just I feel the need for a day off. Boss, just, you deserve a day off every day. Oh, you want to fire me? Then you then you're out of a job. You are the hardest working man in radio and oh. TV. OK, thank you. But are you saying that sarcastically? Or are you saying it sincerely? Everything I say is sincere. Sincerely sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah. OK, it's sincere. I don't know what whether I can't read you. So annoying. I haven't had a day. All I was asking I is if I had a day, a day off. off. You deserve it. And I'm I very happy. It. Are you taking the day off? I am also taking the day off. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, going to be wonderful. it's unbelievable. I'm going to we'll hide have... behind my blinds from the world. That's right. Speaking of blinds, there is a brand new collection. You can get all the designer brand names of blinds and shades and shutters and drapes at blinds.com. And by the way, you get their 100% satisfaction guarantee because that's just the way they do business. Now, it's probably time for spring cleaning where you are. One of the simplest ways to spruce up any room in your house is with new blinds from blinds.com. Now, they make ordering new blinds lightning fast, easy, and very affordable. As a matter of fact, you'll pay on average a third less of what you're going to pay in the store for the same designer brand names of blinds. Now, right now, this month, the design experts, literally, they have on average 12 years experience. And if you fire up your webcam, iPad, iPhone, well, they'll help you pick the perfect blind shade, shutters, and drapes for your house. This month only, when you buy three blinds, you're going to get the fourth blind free. Just by going to Blinds.com and using the promo code Hannity. Blinds.com, promo code Hannity. Remember, you always get free samples, free shipping, free expert advice, free design consultation. You get prices much lower than you'll get in any store for the exact same thing. Just go to Blinds.com today. Mention me. Buy three, get one free. Blinds.com. Hannity.
Hannity is on. Always honoring our servicemen and servicewomen and standing up for liberty every day. Sean Hannity. News 95.5.